Welcome to the Can't Stop the Growth podcast, the home service podcast dedicated to personal and leadership development. I'm your host, Chad Peterman, and if you're ready to grow as a leader, you've come to the right place. Let's jump in. Excited to talk about this. I, I ran across a book. Uh, I was looking for a new one to read and combing through the shelves and found this one. Um, and it was one, you know, you look in the in the book, kind of you made it halfway through, you got the inside flap turned in the middle. And I was like, well, let's pick up and, and see what we got here. So this morning, we're going to talk about the power of positivity. So I think it's an interesting subject because there is, you know, uh, one, because I battle it, you know, every day with you know, trying to instill positivity in, in the face of, you know, what can be sometimes negative situations or, you know, tough situations or, you know, crappy jobs or whatever the case may be. And as I was reading, one of the things that is, is, uh, started off this particular chapter was it said, optimism, positivity, and belief are a leader's most valuable weapons. And so, um, after reading that, you think about, you know, why, why is that? Why, why is, is positivity? Wouldn't it be, you know, intelligence or, you know, knowledge or, you know, being charismatic or whatever it may be? Why, why aren't those things the, you know, the, the secret weapons? And I think it comes down <clears throat> to a couple of things that ultimately I think that these are critical in being a really, really good leader. And that comes down to there's really no problem that can't be solved, right? Everything has a solution one way or another. Some are ones that we don't like or that are tougher to find or they may be problems that we've never faced. You know, as we were coming down here, Matt and I were talking about, you know, different things of like looking at a new solution and yeah, are we going to have to change a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, it'll be for the better in the end. Um, you know, we're, we're hesitant to change because, well, we have something that works pretty well. Um, and there's always that fear of, well, if we change, will it work better or, or not? I always think, too, is belief and optimism is a secret weapon because someone out there is doing it, right? So if you can dream it up, or you have the idea, more than likely someone out there, the reason you do is because someone's doing it. You know, I often think about, you know, the growth of our company. And if you looked at um, us, you know, five or six years ago and said, well, this is possible, there's probably a lot of people that would have said, well, no, it isn't. Well, you can't do that. Well, yeah, maybe because they've never seen it, but you know, I think what I knew and, and what a lot of people that, you know, have helped, um, you know, really build this place is there were people out there doing it. So there is a way to do it. Um, yeah, there's answers that you have to figure out and there's things that, um, you know, aren't clear yet. But um, I think that that positivity and that optimism that it can be done is something that a leader must carry with them because that's how you're ultimately going to get people to believe in what you're doing. The piece of the positivity and optimism thing that you have to be careful of is that you can't just be, as a leader, you can't just be positive. Not everything is just roses. You have to be effective as well. But that comes, and I'll get into it later, 
of being positive at the outset that, hey, we can figure something out, but also being realistic in that, hey, it may take some tough work. It may, you know, it may be some late nights. It may, you know, be me studying for the next six months or whatever it is. Um, you know, being positive doesn't mean you're also not realistic at the same time. You've got to understand that, yeah, there is work to be done, but if I put in the work, I'm going to, there is a solution rather than, well, that's just too hard or there's no, there's no solution for this. And oftentimes what I see and where I see people struggling with this is that people are extremely scared to fail. They're extremely scared to move forward without having all of the answers. And oftentimes, the answer is found in simply believing that you can do it, in simply putting that first step forward, in simply believing in yourself, having enough you know, wherewithal to say, hey, I don't know the answer. I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure what the right answer is, but I'm going to go down this path. You know, many of you in, in uh, you know, uh, that, that graduated from Top Tech probably did that same thing, right? You didn't know anything about anything before you started. Well, it would have been really easy to say, well, there's no way I could learn all this stuff. There's no way I could ever do this. Well, what you guys have all proven is that, yes, there is. And, yeah, those first couple of days were probably, you know, like getting hit with a fire hose. But guess what? You're here now. Um, and you proved that, yeah, by being positive, by being optimistic, by believing in yourself, um, you can do stuff that, you know, probably a lot of people in this industry said you can never, you can never, you know, it's going to take, this is what we heard at the very beginning when we first started, that's going to take like years. <laughs> well, we ain't got years uh, to wait for these people to be good. Um, and so I think what we've proven is if you find the right people who believe in themselves, who are positive, who are optimistic, you can accomplish things in a lot shorter time period than what most would think. Um, I'll never forget that when we first did our first set of ride outs and one of the senior plumbers looked at and I said, you know, like, how are these things going? They're like, you ain't going to be a plumber tomorrow. I'm well aware, I am well aware that he is not going to be a plumber tomorrow. I can't give him 10 years of experience in three days. That is very difficult to do. That would be impossible. But what we are going to do is we're going to teach him everything we know. Uh, what I'd like for you to do is have an open mind and maybe teach him something today. And, you know, he'll be better the next and, you know, we'll move on and move forward. And so... To harness the power of being positive, I think we all have to understand that it starts with a belief, right? It starts with believing in ourselves. And what I know is that belief can sometimes ebb and flow, right? You got, there's times in your life when, you know, you were extremely, you know, just confident in yourself and, and ready to take on the world and you knew what you were doing and just, you know, you were in a really good spot. And there's probably been times when, you didn't feel that great. You know, I've had that where like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, this is not great. Or, you know, I don't know the answer to this. And if that's human nature, right? That's just how 
life goes. There's ups and downs. I think I talked a few weeks ago of, you know, if we didn't have downs in our life, the ups wouldn't feel good at all, right? If life was just kind of status quo um, and you didn't have the ups and downs, it'd be really difficult to feel the ups. Um, and so the lack of belief um, for me, as I've seen it um, kind of play out, is what ultimately causes frustration. When you see people that get frustrated often or there's always something going wrong, it's because there is no belief there um, or their level of belief is low. And what do I mean by that? When you are not optimistic about an outcome or, or carry a positive attitude, it's going to be really easy to get frustrated, like super easy. And I'm sure everybody has been frustrated in their life. When things get frustrating, the way out seems very foggy. It's almost as if you can't see anything at that point in time because your frustration essentially blinds you from looking for solutions, from looking for that way out or that way forward. And to me, as a leader, we have to work to avoid that frustration. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't ever, you know, have a stern talk with somebody or, you know, really, you know, hey, we need to really hammer this out or, you know, we need to get serious here. Um, it just simply means that there is a way out. There is a solution to the problem. Um, you know, that person that, you know, may have not been doing the right thing, well, yeah, it's your responsibility to sit down with them and have that talk and have um, that conversation that's going to ultimately lead to solving that problem. And the one thing that I took from uh, this reading as it relates to harnessing the power of positivity at, at, from a leadership perspective is that if you don't have optimism and belief, it's impossible to share it. It's impossible to spread that to your team. And so as we, as we look from a leadership perspective or developing into a leader, having that belief and that optimism and that positivity is something that you need to share with your team. Um, I've never seen really any great team just be super pumped to work for someone who's extremely negative and or not optimistic about the future or anything. I mean, it seems pretty, you know, pretty easy to understand, yet um, I think it's one thing that can be overlooked. Um, and we always have to, as, as leaders, and even if you're in a position where you're not in a quote unquote, you know, you don't have people that report to you or whatever it is, like, has anybody ever tried to run a service call with a negative outlook? How'd that turn out for you? Probably not great. But walking into the call, hoping for the best, smile on your face, looking for a good outcome, regardless of whether it produces revenue or not, can we create a great experience for this customer? You know, yeah, sure. They didn't need anything or, you know, they, they weren't, 
you know, they didn't really get what we were trying to tell them about their system or, you know, uh, the benefits of a water softener or whatever it may be, which is fine. But did they have a good experience? Did they get their money's worth because of our positive attitude? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Because carrying that, what will happen over time is that will start to compound on itself and results will come as a result of you continuing to believe in yourself, continuing to do the right things, continuing to, after each call, look and say, well, you know what, I could have done that a little bit better, but that's okay. I'll do that on the next call. Or, yeah, that didn't go so well, um, but you know what, that's okay. I think that customer had a good, good experience, and by God, this next one's going to be even better. Um, it's looking at that as opposed to walking out of the call and saying, oh, I suck, I'm never going to get this, you know, this, that, and the other. What that does is that creates a wall that you're never going to get past. You're always going to be in that same spot because you refuse to move forward. You refuse to utilize the power of positivity. So what if you don't view yourself as a positive person? What if you're like, you know, I'm, you know, I know positive people. They're, you know, we've met them. They're, you know, super happy and always smiling and seem like, you know, the, the world never, you know, throws them a, a bad, uh, you know, a bad day. Well, what I can tell you is that positive people are not born like that. They simply make the choice to be positive. And the great thing is, is we have the choice every day to either carry ourselves with positivity and optimism or potentially the opposite. And the opposite doesn't have to mean negative, right? That could just mean like just status quo, which is there's nothing wrong with it. But what I can also tell you is you're not going to inspire a lot of people either being negative or just kind of walking around, um, you know, keeping to yourself or whatever it is. Now, some will ask me, you know, well, how do you, how do you get into a positive mindset? I mean, I can tell you, you know, there are days when it, it takes more than others, you know, I mean, trying to get, uh, I can't even say this with Ashley sitting in the back, but trying to get, <laughs> trying to get two kids uh, ready in the morning and out the door can sometimes lead to frustration. Uh, I know she's laughing at me, but, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that can lead, that can make getting positive difficult sometimes. But what I do know is that there are certain things that work for me that put me in a better frame of mind. And you just have to consciously find those things because to me, I know that my job is to come in with a positive attitude. Uh, my job is to not be negative. My job is to make sure that if someone is having a bad day, that we try to lift them up, that we try to provide something good for them, provide um, a reason to you know, get excited about life. And a few of the things that I have learned is it takes time, right? When I first went on this journey, um, you know, I sit up here today and talk in front of people, but there was a day when, and I still am, very introverted. Like, if you gave me an option of go to a party or 
sit at home and hang out, I'm going to sit at home and hang out. Like that's where I want to be. But I know that that's not who everybody here needs me to be. If I was just the person that just went into my office and shut the door and never came out, well, like there's going to be very few people that want to follow that. There's nothing to follow, like door shut. Like, what am I going to do? You know, like the guy, I think he's in there. Uh, is he sleeping? Um, and so while that is my comfort spot, it took me quite a while to, to develop that where like I was comfortable going around and talking to people and, you know, seeing how everybody's day was. It seems very simple, right? Um, and some people get that, that they're very, they're conditioned like that. Like my wife, like she is a salesperson. She loves talking to people like COVID nearly, like I've never seen someone so down that they couldn't go into the office and like talk with their coworkers and, you know, just be about, that's who she is, right? So it's a little bit easier for her to get in that space. And so what I would tell you, if you don't find that to be, you know, that, that outgoing, um, positive, optimistic uh, personality. If you don't find yourself there, that's okay. But what I'm telling you is that it's going to take a little bit of time and that, that's okay too. Um, what you want to do is you can condition yourself to do that. And some of the things that have worked for me, um, I've talked a lot, a lot about it is, you know, writing down those things that you're grateful for. Um, we all have things in our life that um, we're extremely grateful for. Um, and writing those down and taking inventory of how you felt before and how you feel after is quite astonishing. So if you haven't done it, try it. Try it Monday morning. Monday morning when you wake up, uh, get your coffee or whatever you do in the morning, and then take some time and write down three things that you're grateful for that day. Um, and they can be simple too. I'm grateful to wake up in a house with a roof over my head. I'm grateful to wake up in a comfortable bed. I'm grateful to wake up and Monday, I'm grateful to wake up and my AC works because um, it's going to be toasty next week. Um, all of those things are very simple, right? We take for granted, but um, understanding how lucky we are to be where we are can, can often shift that, you know, maybe uh, not as positive mindset to a really like, it's pretty positive. The other thing I would tell you is to smile. Um, I am not a natural smiler. I'm more of a serious-faced person, uh, so I've been told. But what I will tell you is simply smiling, um, you can't help but be in a good mood. Um, just laughing or smiling at somebody and just saying, hey, good morning, good to see you, how's things going? All of those things are things that will prevent you from going into a negative space uh, or will pull you out of one. Um, if you are outwardly genuinely interested in how someone's day is going or, hey, how'd that, you know, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Anything fun? Oh, that's awesome. You know, all of those things will bring out that in you and will help you do that. The other thing that I would say <clears throat> that I try to do each morning is in how you walk. So there's a difference between walking with purpose and then just walking to get somewhere. So typically when I get in in the morning, I get all my stuff out and then I go fill up my water. But as I, from my office to where you fill up the water, there's a lot of people that are, you know, already working and stuff like that. So, you know, Hey, how's it going? Good morning. But you're walking with purpose. Um, you're walking because 
you're going to do something positive today as opposed to I'm just walking just to you know, get to wherever I need to go. So think about that. The next time that you're out, the next time when you leave this meeting, are you walking with purpose? Are you walking just to get the day over with or are you walking out to go do something great? What does that look like for you? The other piece, um, and I thought this was a, uh, a very interesting piece to this and, and has really got me thinking over this last week is do you do more talking to yourself or listening to yourself? So think about that. Think about do you listen to yourself more or do you talk to yourself more? Now some of you may, may be thinking like, what's this guy talking about? Let me explain. So listening to yourself is think about, you know, last time you um, worked out or did something like that and you listened to your body as it was saying, ow, I hurt. Uh, or you went on a run and you came back and you're like, wow, I'm winded. This isn't good. My body is telling me to stop. Or those times when you talk to yourself, when you tell yourself, come on, we can do this. Or, hey, I got a little bit left in the tank. Oftentimes, and I, I come from a, uh, you know, having played sports all my life, this is one of those things when you're training, you're, you kind of become conditioned to do of, you know, talking to yourself like, hey, I can get one more, you know, I can get one more set or one more rep or whatever that looks like for you in the training piece. And so lately I've been working out and it is amazing to me how mental that is. Even running long distance is a mental challenge. It's crazy. So I was uh, uh, training for a half marathon last year and I was like, God, I don't know if I can wrap my mind around running that far. And so what someone taught me or I read in a book or something like that was don't focus so much on you know, running another mile. Focus on running to that mailbox or the, you know, this street crossing or that stop sign or whatever it is that's like 10 feet in front of you. And it is amazing, like if, and I do this all the time when I go on long runs now, is like just play like mental games with yourself. Is to, okay, if I just focus on that thing in 10 feet in front of me, it's amazing how my body stops hurting all of a sudden for a short time. And then it starts hurting again until you trick yourself into going. But it's, it's amazing to me that our brains are wired to keep us safe. Yet everything we want to do in life is to push ourselves to that next level. So when we think about listening to ourselves, anytime we are listening to our body or our mind tell us something, more times than not, it is telling us to be safe, to do something safe. Now, there is a reason for that, uh, and that, you know, it keeps us alive sometimes. So, you know, it's not like I'm telling you, hey, ignore all signs, you know, when you're sick and you're coughing and you're, you know, you don't feel well and you got a fever, like, yes, listen to your body. That's a great time. You know, I think we're all on the same page here. But as it relates to that, that positivity and optimism, oftentimes you're going to have to tell yourself to be that. 
because life is going to throw you crappy situations. It's going to throw you tough situations, and it's going to wonder how you're going to deal with it, right? Talking to yourself is telling yourself, hey, you know what? I've got this. That didn't turn out how I wanted it, but here's what I learned from that, and here's how I'm going to move forward, and here's where we're going to go now, and here's how great I'm going to be on the next one. That's you talking to yourself. So what I'll ask you to do is over the next week or so, think about, and it usually happens like in the car, when you listen to radio, whatever it may be, if you're working out, whatever, all of those things, think about, it's been kind of crazy. I've been doing this, I prepared this on like Monday. So I've had a couple of days now to like really figure out like all the times that my mind is talking to me and I'm listening and I'm like, oh my God, like, I got to block some of this. I got to block some of this out. Uh, like this isn't good for what I want to do. And, you know, a lot of that is brought on by the stresses of life. Um, there's a lot of stuff where we want to protect ourselves. It's no doubt or blame somebody else. Like, I don't want to take ownership for that. I didn't do it. Well, no, we didn't, but it's, you know, we got to figure out a solution. We've got to be positive. We've got to find that optimism in what we're doing. So think about that as it relates to kind of that listening and talking to yourself in how can you talk more than you can listen when it comes to, you know, us really talking to ourselves. The other piece of this is as it relates to positivity and, and optimism is your perspective. So we talk a lot about, and you'll hear people talk all the time, you know, there is no such thing as failure. There's only opportunity and, and all of these things. And, you know, I, I think over the last really two years, has made we've made bigger decisions here that have sometimes not went great and that's okay and the cool thing about it is like in the moment it's like oh crap what have we done but what we have really learned to do and what is so exciting is we have and it takes a while but we've learned to really condition ourselves to understanding well if we wouldn't have messed that up, like we wouldn't have learned all of these great things. And look at how much more prepared we're gonna be the next time that we do it, you know? And it's just so refreshing to, when you can train your mind to think of when bad things or things that are perceived as bad happen, what can I learn from this? Like this is happening because when is the last time you learned from something that went really, really well? Probably haven't, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of times we go, you know what we ought to do? We ought to debrief on how great that just went. Uh, I really want to dig into how awesome I was. Um, no, we dig in and, say, and really try to pick out like, okay, what could we have done better? Like we do that when things don't go great. And so it's almost like you look for, not like you're trying to create bad things, but when things go wrong, here's an opportunity for us to get better. You know, when we go out to an install and the, you know, so-and-so didn't see this and all of a sudden this is going to cause, what a great opportunity for us to pass along that information. Or 
we can look at it as, well, this job's a total failure. This is going to be the worst day ever. This isn't going anywhere but down. Everything, what usually happens after that? Everything does go down because we're looking for the next thing to, you know, the next screw to drop or the next thing to break off or whatever it may be as opposed to potentially looking for, you know what, this is a great opportunity for our team to get better. This is a great place for us to say, hey, this is the last time we're going to have this issue because guess what? I'm going to do my part. I'm going to take responsibility for teaching somebody on how to do this. And guess what? They may jack it up one more time, but I'm going to take the opportunity again to make this a better place. What I can tell you is if you take that outlook, people want to follow that. They don't want to follow the person who is just in a terrible mood because of something that, yes, undoubtedly they didn't do, but it's their reaction to their willingness to be optimistic and to have a positive outlook on a situation that they didn't perhaps create to learn from it and to make others better. That is where we truly, truly find those leaders. That is where people want to follow that person. Like, man, nothing gets them down. Like, they're just moving and grooving and figuring out, you know, where they need to go. And, uh, you know, this is this is all. Like, he didn't even do that. But all of a sudden, like, he's, like, you know, educating somebody else in some other department about how they could make this better and, and so on and so forth. And that, like, that doesn't take, like, some whiz-bang title or you know, a ton of knowledge or anything. Like, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, you could be working in here for two weeks, but yet really understand a process where someone else doesn't and you just take the time to help them out. That's what leadership is. It's literally a willingness to be optimistic about what could happen. And it's talking to yourself and saying, you know what? I think that I can make an impact here. Oftentimes, you know, everyone in this room has the opportunity to make an impact. And you make an impact by just simply helping somebody, by simply looking at things optimistically. That's as easy as it is. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of, you know, the success that I've had in life is just from being optimistic. Like, I still remember, you know, I played football all through high school and college and you know, you get in a huddle after some team is just like running it down your throat. Like I couldn't help but be optimistic. Yet there were people that, and there were people that did not like that. I will tell you that much. They probably know themselves right now. Um, but like, what else? What other option do we have? Like, the other option is to be all pissed off and like, you know, start pouting. Like, or we can say, you know what, guys. We've been good before. Maybe we can be good on this next play. That would be wonderful. And then we could maybe stop somebody. But, like, we don't have any other option. It's the same in life. You've got two options. You can be positive and optimistic, or you can just dwell on things that are going wrong in life. And again, that's not, you don't have to be, you know, smiling and everything's roses all the time. Yeah, bad shit's going to happen. 
it's going to. Like, I'm not here, like, if you're positive, like, nothing bad will ever happen. No. Bad stuff's going to happen, but it's how you deal with it, right? It's like, God, that really sucked. And it's okay to be upset about it. And, you know, oftentimes, like, when bad things happen, this is one thing that we teach is that, like, if someone sends you something that sets you off in an email or something like that, best thing to do, don't respond. Go sleep on it. Go, and all of a sudden, the next day, it's like, I guess that really wasn't that bad. All I needed to do was just say, okay, sounds good, you know. Um, and that is harnessing that, that positivity. It's very simply to want to react. And that's, I, I'm not telling you don't react. What I'm telling you is take a step back. Work through the problem. Be optimistic in that, well, this really sucks, or God, I really screwed this up, or God, someone else really screwed this up, but I'm smart enough to figure this out, or we're going to make the best out of whatever we got here. And it's in those times that we truly grow, and we help grow others, which is extremely important. You know, they had a study in here as it relates to perspective from the, the Gallup poll, which does all kinds of different studies and, and things of that nature. It said, people's best and worst event of their lives, they found an 80% correlation between the two events, which points to we learn a hell of a lot more from when things go bad than we do from when things go good. Because when things go good, we don't dwell on anything that happened. We just keep moving, right? It's just the way life is. Um, you know, I wish we could learn more from when things go good, but there's not a lot to dissect. When like, well, let's do it again. I guess. I hell, I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, and and I spoke about you know some of those those bigger decisions, which you know you get into, and they have a lot of repercussions down the line. But at the end of the day, and, and what I try to explain to people is, you know, no one got hurt. Yeah, did, was it extra work on some people? Did we have to fight through that? Like we're going through one right now where we put in like a ton of work. I say we, a lot of people put in a ton of work that I caused them to have to do because I made the wrong decision on something. Now, wrong Wrong, yes, we could have made a different one. Did we know at the time? No. Someone had to make a decision. I just happened to make one that kind of sucked. We put in a lot of work, but we also learned a ton from it, um, which is going to help us in the future. It doesn't help us like right now, and we're going to have to look at all that work that we did and say, we kind of did it for nothing, right? Like we're going to have to switch courses and go this direction. Um, and I am extremely grateful because, you know, I've had a couple of meetings about this whole thing. We actually have one later this afternoon, and it's like everybody on our team is super excited to change course. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally I had a meeting earlier uh, this week, and <laughs> uh, I was talking to, to Kurt, and he's like, yeah, we put in a whole lot of work on that one that's really for nothing. But we sure did learn a lot. I go, Kurt, I love you for saying that because that, that – is what we are trying to implant in this company because if we can tackle everything like that, think about how easy it's going to be to create positivity, how easy it's going to be to create optimism in the company. And when we have that, well, then all of a sudden, those really bad things that happen aren't so bad. 
They're just, hey, this is a great opportunity to learn. Hey, that didn't go so well, but we can make it better this way. You know, I mean, I look at, at uh, with, you know, a couple of you sitting in the room, you know, top tech. We've done literally every class a little bit different because things worked in the first one. Some things didn't. Oh, let's change that. Okay, second class. Some things worked, some things didn't. Okay, change it. All right, third time. Fourth time. We're literally on our fourth iteration of this, knowing that, well, hey, if you really think about it, no one in this building has ever ran a school before. So, hell, kind of going in this one blind. Um, so, we're going to let her rip, and we'll learn as much as we humanly possibly can. So, it's, and that goes back to that point of we could have sat around and said, well, we don't know how to do that. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? And I'm not saying it's not important to take inventory of like, hey, what are the things, what are those things out in the future that we're going to have to deal with and how are we going to tackle those? But what I'm telling you is that in any big endeavor, there's always going to be unknowns. There's always going to be things that you just didn't know until you did it. And when that's the case, what you can do is you take your positivity and your belief and your optimism and you move forward. It's not moving forward with the anticipation of, well, something's about to go wrong. I know it is. Or move forward and if something does go a little bit, that's all right. We'll learn from that. We can course. Many things with the right attitude are very simple to correct. It's when we take and go off on a path with a negative outlook that things fall drastically because ultimately we're looking for things to fall, right? Because we want to be right. I told you when we did this, something was going to go wrong. Well, yeah, I knew that too. But I'm looking for like a positive outcome. So yeah, I know things are going to go wrong, but as they go a little bit wrong, we course correct and we're back on path. Rather than, oh, I'm looking for something to go wrong. Oh, it went wrong. I told you, told you so. It was going to go wrong. Well, like, okay. I mean, I guess you can operate like that, but I don't think you're going to get much accomplished. Uh, you're just going to be frustrated. And so when we look at moving forward <coughs> into something that we don't know or, you know, a new process or whatever it is, the thing we have to do as a leader is take ownership over the whole thing. Because in order to move something big forward, you're going to need the input of other people. They're going to have to do things. But when we talk about, and we've talked about this numerous times because it's one of the things that I've discovered in doing this that I'm like, it would probably be one of the top five things that I've discovered is the difference between ownership and blame. And we don't have to take the blame for everything, but we do need to take ownership for everything. And, you know, that is a tough concept, right? Uh, you know, I was listening to a conversation had out in kind of the, the common area right outside our offices the other day and it was like a complete like they this person was literally putting up every wall possible not to take any blame well that's not what i was told well i i was not instructed to do it like that well i i it's like we get it we get it but we have a problem here so we need to kind of solve it together whereas ownership looks like you know what yeah, that didn't go so right. What can I do on my end to like make this better? Is that good? Because I got a pretty good idea of the process. Like, where can I help out? Like, who's struggling? Where can we where can we make this better? Now, I can sit here and blame that 
person for putting up the blame, or we can look at that as an opportunity that, hey, they, they could use some training in that, in that piece of it because they can make the team better as a whole, which is the, which is the key. And so, to me, the most empowering thing, and why I say it's one of the top five things I've learned in doing this, is the difference between ownership and blame, is if you truly want to have power over your life and your results and what happens, you will learn to take ownership for everything because it's the most empowering thing you can do. Again, that doesn't mean take blame for everything. That just means taking ownership. And taking ownership means that I'm going to learn from this. Or I have a way to impact this situation. You know, I've given this example many a times is that, you know, anytime that, uh, you know, my wife and I are in a disagreement, there's always an avenue for me to take ownership, which is frustrating at the time. It is. But there's also a part of that that's empowering, knowing that well, I don't want to be in a disagreement, but I have the power to make it go away or resolve it rather than just be upset at the other person because they don't think like I do or that didn't work out or whatever it may be. Simply taking ownership. And you know what I've found, and I've told this before, is that when I, the more ownership I take, the less arguments that we have, the less disagreements that we have. Because what people follow is people who take ownership. And even in a relationship like that, like there's no leader or follower, right? In a, in a marriage, you're, you're both in it together. But at the same time, you often follow what the other person is doing. Like if, if I'm looking to blame for everything, well, that's just natural, like to come back. But if I'm taking ownership, like, hey, honey, I got this. Hey, I'm, I meant to do that. Hey, I went ahead and picked this up or did this. Guess what happens? It's reciprocated. So why not as leaders, when we go out there into the world and lead people, what does it look like? Now we're gonna have to go out and be a little vulnerable because taking ownership isn't always easy. But what does it look like if we start taking more ownership over our results, over situations, over processes and procedures within the company that we know aren't working, but yet we put up with them or complain about them or blame somebody else for them or, God, they're so stupid. Like, are they ever going to get this? Like, yeah, we, we want to, but... Um, we're all going to have to do it together because no one has everybody else's perspective, you know? And so what does it look like for everybody to take ownership for everybody to push out that positivity um, and optimism and believe in everybody around them that we truly do want to create a better place that we truly do want to work with each other to make what we're building here really awesome to me that is the key ingredient right there is simply taking ownership as i've said before we work in a very very simple business right it's go take care of customer yeah there's technical parts of it that 
you know, we need, you know, people that have experience and knowledge and, you know, all of this stuff to, to solve the problem. But at the end of the day, the goal is just to take care of the customer. And we do that very simply by just taking ownership and walking in with a positive attitude. That's it. You will be successful if you take that simple thing. Like, yeah, do you have to have the skill? Yeah, you do, but guess what? We're Also, any answer that you need is a phone call away. We have so much knowledge in this company, so much horsepower in what we're doing, but the key ingredient to all of it, to all of it working, is everybody taking ownership for everything that they can. Because when we do that, we're gonna solve a lot of problems, like a lot. Because at that point in time, they no longer become problems. They just become places where we're gonna get better. So again, if you find yourself at any point, and I find myself in this point too, of complaining about a process, a procedure, something that like has been just bugging you, like why in the hell do we do it like that? Take ownership for it. Bring it up to somebody. Find, get clarification. Why, why are we doing it like this? More than likely, it may just be the result of, well, they're like four people removed from you, like they have to have it that way or else it crashes the system, maybe. But there's also times when things were built backwards and because they were built backwards, we never got everybody's perspective. We got one perspective and they just said, well, they just need to do it like this and then our world would be perfect. Well, there may be a middle ground to where everybody's world can be pretty perfect. You know, there's crappy parts of everybody's job. You know, searching through Service Titan is not everybody's favorite thing to do, but you know, we know we got to do it. Um, you know, different things like that, that um, we have got to seek ownership. So again, that positivity and optimism is bred from that. If you want to condition yourself to be more positive, again, do that. Take ownership. Find those situations where you can be beneficial to the group. Because there are situations where everybody can be beneficial to the group. It's simply just raising your hand and making a suggestion. You're not calling anybody out. You're not rolling anybody under the bus. You're just trying to make it better or trying to seek clarification. Can someone explain to me why we do this? It doesn't seem like it works. There's plenty of things in the business that do that, 100%. We're always fixing them. So we got to come to work every day, right? If it ran smoothly, no, I wouldn't be here, right? Wouldn't need me. Everything's running smoothly. Go. Yeah. We're always looking for places that we can, you know, add value or, uh, you know, make an impact. And when you take, again, as I said, when you take that ownership, when you show others that you're not afraid of the outcome, that you're not afraid of figuring out what the issue is, that is when you truly inspire people. People will follow you because it's hard to do. Not everybody wants to do it. But if you make the commitment to doing it, you literally will have no other option but to continue to grow and people will follow you. You know, 
we always we have the you know we have the leadership academy and we've got all kinds of resources and we're continuing to build out resources we're working on a management training program right now all of these fantastic things that are just going to be great resources but what i will tell you is that utilizing all those resources is fantastic and that's definitely going to get you on the right path it's going to give you a leg up in whatever that it is that you want to do you know long term in your career but what i will tell you is that while some of those programs may not be available today, what you can do today is to go out in the world with a positive attitude, believing in yourself that you can make a difference, that you can take ownership for your day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you would rate the show or share it with someone who might enjoy it. As the name suggests, we are always looking to grow, so let me know in the comments what you thought and if there is anything you would like to hear on future episodes. Come back again soon, and always, keep growing out there.